1: I just took a uh, to to a He's good.
0: You just fade away Don't you know we're We have this thing, like we have this promise survival. When the Canucks win, like you win I'm Welcome to the PP1 that. Podcast post-game Canucks win show I got my boys with me We got Brady out in Vancouver We got Ted down the highway from me Boys, we're going Game freaking seven. Brady, start it off for us, buddy.
2: The Thatcher Demko show. My god, he came ready. I came ready tonight. I got my water ready. Didn't have to wait for that one. Uh, but yeah, Thatcher Demko, 48 saves. He had to beat his 42 for 48. Man, he's got 90 saves in the last 91 shots. But can he do it again? We're gonna to get to that later, but Thatcher Demko, the Demko Show. That's all I gotta say. Ted,
0: how do you feel about said hockey game? Oh, he's on mute. I think he's still drafting his football team or something.
1: Okay, I made my pick. We're
0: good. Okay, good. <laughs> Man, how how crazy was that? Like,
1: ah, uh, I'm just I'm floored that we went through almost an identical game of last time, but somehow felt like we had a better effort. It looked like it was gonna be an absolute shit kicking inning, and then the wall thatcher the snatcher demko shows up and the guy's everywhere
0: everywhere ridiculous
2: someone draw him a map because he's all over the place
0: (laughs) you know what i disagree he was not all over the place how sound was his gameplay he his angles were perfect his deflections were perfect his rebounds were absolutely perfect even when everything is happening was going on he just was as calm and as cool as a cucumber. And I mean the entire team helped them out defensively. Deflections, clearing the puck out of the the crease, fluke um you know blocks here, left, right, center. Um this was definitely Demko's big game, but that was as much a team win as it was Demko. And I mean, guys, we're going we're going to game 7 down 3-1 to the Vegas Golden Knights, a team that many, many have picked to potentially be Stanley Cup champions this year. But in the bubble, anything goes. Anything goes.
2: Yeah, I mean, it's kind of just like uh, Travis Green said, uh, after game five, down three to one, everyone thought, uh, like same thing against St. Louis, everyone thought after they got a couple wins that the series was over. Uh, obviously, a little bit of a different scenario, but against another powerhouse team, Instead of just 2-2, it was 3-1. But the Canucks, you know, they've crawled back. And Game 7, Friday night, does it get any bigger than that? Hey, man, I think this
1: this is all you're asking for, right? You're asking to get yourself to a one-game winner-take-all scenario, right? Like, who cares about what happened in the first six games? It's one game now. Like, this is for all the marbles. This is for us advancing to the third round if it indeed happens. And it it, it it it's yeah, it's just us putting ourselves Vancouver putting themselves in a position to to have a puncher's chance, right? Yeah, on paper, on stats, on everything. Right, this team isn't even supposed to be in any of these games. It's not even supposed to be a factor. But that's why you play the games, right? I mean, this isn't. I mean, not a very long history in Vegas, but they've they've already blown a three-one series lead. So what? Why can we not expect something like this could possibly happen? Um, and if we look back a little further, I mean, there's a game in there that we felt like maybe we should have won that we lost, two in a row that we lost that we maybe or that we won that we should have lost. Who knows what happens now in Game Seven? The, the 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 writing's on the wall. Nobody gives a fuck about what happens before because now we're heading into the 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 big game.
0: Um, and once again, the Canucks uh, they created themselves a new stat by not taking a shot for essentially an entire period. Literally an entire <laughs> period. After the shot after the first goal, they thought, you know what? We're good for now. We're gonna come back a little bit later and we're gonna update you guys on how the game's going. Oh, oh, we still have to keep playing. Oh, okay. So um we need to get some shots on goal. They they literally have the clock going up every now and then like, um, you guys maybe you get a shot on that. Is Is this thing working? Yeah. Like maybe they did it- get a shot. Maybe someone missed it. No. The Canucks have three games in a row done awful, awful things when it comes to puck possession and shots on net. But somehow, they won four nothing? Four nothing. And three of those goals, I mean, the empty netter was still pretty nice, but three of those goals, like, we got some t- stuff to talk about. And uh, Shotgun Jake hit the big number 20. Um, My man. it's t- t- My t- man. T- Never, Never left the
2: what a time to get your twentieth goal, too! Way to go, Jake! Way to go, Shotgun Jake! Vert in the slurt. Oh
1: man! <laughs> all the all the crazy nicknames are coming over now. The slurt, the snatcher. We're gonna we're
2: slurts gonna. for slot. You just you can't rhyme, you know. Vert and the slurt. That's what me <laughs> and my friends always say.
0: <laughs> your your friends need to not say that.
2: <laughs> hey man, I like it. Right. I like Jake Vertanen. Big we'll game give, for him tonight. I will
0: give it to you, Ted. What did you think about? I mean. Of all people to score, uh, I mean, and we'll add it to it—the game-winning goal. Like,
1: what? yeah, and uh, who would who would have thought out of a scenario like that, a couple minutes into the game, a G.W.G. for our boy Jake, uh, who I'll add. People constantly shit on in this market, and I'm—I know you're raising your hand up, Brady. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking your
2: team about. Team is now on
0: the clock. Yeah. It's my
1: pick in the draft here. Um, I'm and, just going to go ahead and do end. I'm just going to go ahead, quick, Ted. i will take, take this, but yeah, Cleveland Browns defense. But yeah, no. So, so, yeah, he gets the game-winning goals first of the first of the first of the game. Uh, but he's rolling around on the fourth line. How much are we expecting this guy to do? So we've been talking about it forever. We need this bottom six to contribute. Boom, it happens. I mean, it had a couple tough hits in the game, but he was still skating out there, and he, ultimately, he did what needed to be done to get that game-winning goal. Jake Fortana, you played
0: yeah, he to, win you play to win
2: the game. You played to win the game, and we it. talked about how I know you just kind of covered it. We talked about the bottom six and how they had to step up. Um, there's just still a couple players I didn't think of the greatest games, uh, like Brandon Sutter. Adam Gaudet, we can get into that later with the dudes and guys, but uh, we knew Tyler Mott would be a huge factor in this game as well, and he brought the energy once more. Um, and him and Vertanen, they they played pretty well together. They had a they had that two on two on zero opportunity. Obviously, they didn't convert, but you know it was nice to get some nice to get some chances from our bottom six and show that we can that we can handle this team. Tyler
0: Mott's agent needs to like get on the phone tonight not tomorrow, (laughs) with the Energizer company because they need to lock him down as their spokesperson because that guy, all he does is run on the Energizer battery. He just crazy. keeps
2: beating that drum.
0: He just keeps beating the drum, man. Like, he's I like the, it. he's the first iteration of that battery. Now he's the lithium-ion battery. Like, that guy is going to be, like, the Tesla battery by the time it's all said and done. Like, all he does is just bring energy every shift. He's creating turnovers. He's creating 2 on os. Like, there's so much going on with Tyler Mott, and that trade just continues to pay dividends. And even I'm sure even Thomas Vanek is probably thinking, you know what? I made that happen.
1: Yeah, that's that's basically me instead of sitting around yeah, on that. It could be that, me. That, that fourth line, yeah, um, yeah, just crazy wheels. I mean, noticing him early on, right uh, in those shifts. But yeah, it, that's a real impactful line if you can get him and Jake both skating. Absolutely.
0: Absolutely. So let's, you know, we'll get into that. So second goal, uh, Milzy, Jonathan, Tomathan, Timothy, Timothy, whatever you want to call him. What's Jacob? Take him? Him. Jacob. 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 That works for me too what you look quinter going around basically that that nice hook around where he goes around the zone carries it and then just gets that feed and then he wires it but it wasn't just the goal that was impressive that screen where pd comes back into the s- into the frame to to post that little screen and it goes in like what do you not like about that goal like it was absolutely perfect and it just now you're up to nothing and you're thinking okay Canucks are getting outshot. They haven't shot in a while, but now they've got two goals. Now we're getting into, like, guys, things are getting a little bit serious now. You know, like, you know, we want to go steady now. And it it starts to have that, that weird feeling. But it's the guys that we've been relying upon this entire series. Miller finally gets a goal instead of an assist. You know, but Quinn's still making things happen. It's there's way too much, I guess, to be excited about. And at the same time, it's just these are the guys that got us there and they're continuing to bring us further.
1: Yeah, that, that goal of his, I mean, that, that you know, not even just the goal, but the the assist on the Miller goal to that button hook you're talking about. He's, he definitely had his legs going this game. Um, And that goal, I mean, that's the that's the way that he's going to score. He's an accurate shooter. He seems to always hit the net, yeah. right? But it's he's not going to overpower anybody. I think that's something we've talked about with Jake, you know, Uh, jake sorry with with quinn to a large extent throughout um you know his time skating around on this blue line even when he first came in the league it's better than what we thought it was but he's just gonna do just that right he's gonna pick corners he's gonna get it through crowds he's gonna put it on net and and if he's gonna score a goal i mean you don't you always feel like it's gonna be a snipe shot like that
0: yeah like both guys like miller and quinn both had just absolutely impressive goals the quinn one i think you know unless you're in the arena that caught everybody kind of off guard because it didn't quite look like it made it to the net and all of a sudden everyone's cheering you see the replay and it's buried behind the post like back back bar that is as much of a goal as you'll ever see and then at that point you're thinking okay three nothing you guys just got to run the (laughs) clock now and and they did and they continued to play that defensive style and you can see like the Canucks right now, however this has happened, are living rent free in every single one of those guys' heads because they can't score in Demko. Um, they've done it once, and I think we can all agree and go back to it. That goal was beyond impressive for Theodore, but since then, like it's it's been the Demko show, and uh, hopefully he's sleeping already. But uh, you know he, he's got eight more minutes, eight more minutes, eight more minutes till bedtime. So probably have like a you know a, a nice little salad or. You know, maybe like a a quick uh, bedtime shake, and he'll be good to go for tomorrow. So, um, yeah. Beauty.
2: Yeah, just touching on, you know, Miller and Quinn Hughes kind of at the same time here. Um, we were, In the last podcast, we were talking about how Miller's kind of bringing that extra energy that Bo Horvat hasn't. Uh, really good to see him, you know, again, just be our top dog offensively. Goal and assist in 18 minutes. Absolute snipe. And Quinn Hughes, um, kind of the same thing, you know. Uh, that he was getting a little bit of heat on Twitter and the Canucks world for, you know, being shut down by Vegas pretty well. But uh, again, another clutch game. Uh, they, uh, Travis Green dials down his minutes. He only plays about 17 minutes, a little bit over 17 tonight. And uh, yeah, goal and assist for him as well. Absolute snipe. Uh, maybe less is more for Quinn if he's a little tired. But you know, we're gonna need him at his best for Game Seven, no matter what, because it's gonna be you know, scratch and claw and slobber knocker, Game Seven.
1: Yeah, BX noted that towards the end of the the the, the show there um, post game, and you know, and then you. You know, noting on it just now, and I think you're right, I think uh when you're not leaning on him to play so many difficult defensive minutes, it allows him to wheel a little bit more offensively, right? So, man, the fact that he only played 17 minutes in this game and was as effective as he was, we are absolutely, you know, that's, that's a boon, that's a big plus for Vancouver heading into game seven with a somewhat fresh Quinn Hughes. So we'll see. That's going to be the game where he's going to have to possibly up his minutes. And we might have to see Quinn for 21, 22 minutes a game uh, only because he's that good. And if he's, if he's relaxed and he's fresh, that's, that's our only chance right there.
0: So getting into back into Demko, cause clearly he was the absolute stud of the show tonight. He was the goat. He's dead. Yeah. In, he's clearly dead inside. He's a robot. Um, but they were, you know, we're talking about that post game and they were talking about who's going to be a net for, uh, for Vegas tomorrow night, and they said, you know, do you go back to Leonard or do you put uh, Fleury in that? And BX says you can put DeBoer in that. He goes, if they don't score a goal, it really doesn't <laughs> matter. So I mean, he's he's right, and we've seen this. There there have been goaltenders that have done this before, not on the Canucks, but uh, other goaltenders have pulled these kind of things off. And you, I mean, usually we're the you know we're the fans that are watching you know another team run you know Hulkamania wild on on the Canucks, but. In this case, it is Demko, and I think this just furthers the fact that going into this offseason, they got to make both of these guys work somehow, because you're this deep, and you've got your 1A, 1B goaltenders, and they're equally as good. And we've been talking about this all season, and Demko has finally been given his opportunity to, we'll call it earn a shot, or whatever you want to call it, but he's now in the spotlight, and everybody's watching. This is nationally, this is international televised hockey, and all he's doing is making fans out of absolutely everyone. And you have to, you have to pay notice. And I'm sure his agent is just thrilled that uh, they made that call when they did, because I think uh, it's it may cost uh, Arbour Markey a few million dollars. Ted. Yeah, I
1: I, I really like that point, obviously, but I, I'm not so sure that, you know, Mark is going to be hurt a whole time. Um, and if he is, I'm not sure if it's based on play, maybe just on the whole COVID factor and what everybody's dealing with for salary caps. Um, but, you know, if we're talking about the playoff narrative, and I think we've done this, you know, over a, a couple of games, how it shifts every single time, right? Um, you know, we go from the possibility of, um, you know, Markstrom getting beat for a couple of goals, looking like we don't even have a chance to basically an emergency start by Thatcher Demco uh to 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 basically lighting you know the nhl world on fire with this play and everybody talking about demco but then goes and does it back to back and all of the sudden the narrative is switched and we're talking about a possible goaltending controversy with las vegas now and what are they going to do who are they going to start what's what's their plan going to be and it's all now flipped to them and all of the pressure is on vegas at this point there is no pressure on vancouver They don't even belong here in this spot, right? They got here, the expectations are lower. It's the the true underdog status. Um, So that's what I love about playoff hockey. Every time we get into a new game, every time something new happens, the momentum switch backs and backs and forth back and forth between the narrative. And I I like where this new narrative gone. It's, It's interesting to me and I love the fact that there's so many teams out there with multiple quality goaltenders.
0: Hey, it's Ryan from the PP1 podcast on Cryer Media. If you're looking for a spot to advertise your company, your brand, your cheese wheel, some beer, maybe some donuts, this is the spot. Reach out to me via DM on Twitter or Instagram at always94, and I'd be more than happy to chat with you. Worst case scenario, we just become best friends. And how awesome does that sound?
2: Yeah, I mean, I like what you're saying about having pressure. The pressure is completely on Vegas, and and I believe it is. But at the same time, you know, now that Demko has faced 91 shots in, what, 72 hours, and he's got to do it again tomorrow night, I think there's going to be pressure on him to be to be ready and to be, you know, getting his good sleep, getting his vegetables in and, you know, playing lights out one more time because we know Vegas is going to be coming hard again on us um, in Game 7. But, like, what an amazing game by him. Um, I don't know if it's just rookie luck or if he's just, you know, but he's been absolutely lights out, but another 48 saves. Um, he had expected goals against of 5.3 and he saved 17 high danger shots. That's incredible. Um, I don't know what, what else to say about that, but uh, obviously he's going to have to keep it going for game seven.
0: There's no luck involved with Demko. I, <laughs> I mean, you know what? It's, it's funny that we have, we we've chatted about PD and everything that he brings and just like how everything we think is an absolute fluke or just like this random chance. And it's so calculated. Same with Quinn Hughes. But I think you could probably include Thatcher Demko into this because, you know, we talked about this the other night. He, he took Utica on a, a massive run and basically, you know, on his back, pretty much he's done it in Boston. Like all he does is play amazing hockey All he does is just make huge stops, and you either do that and you continue to rise up the ranks and become, you know, an elite goaltender, or you're just another guy, really. And we've we've seen so many goaltenders go through that. Carter Hart's a great example. All Carter Hart has done is just be absolutely bonkers, amazing. Um, You know, we've seen. uh, I guess Bobrovsky, he's been up and down, but you know, the Florida thing that kind of sucks for him. But you know, still absolutely unreal the way his story's kind of gone. Cam Ward started that way, didn't really pan out too well.
1: Varlamov, Holtby, you're right Brian, you're right. Corey Crawford
0: Like, he's not hes not a one-off. These kind of guys, like they do exist and when you have one, like it's not a fluke. They play games like that and we've seen the Canucks have played goalies like this and they are beyond frustrating to watch because you have to be so perfect to score on these guys. Like Pekka Rene, you know, when they made their run in 2011 and even the seasons before, like Pekka Rennie has always been a brutal goalie to play against because you have to just get it so right or you're probably going to lose.
1: Pekka might be, he might be the best goalie of the last decade.
0: And, and,
1: you know, I haven't had time to dissect all of the stats, but I would, I would wager that he's in the conversation for best goal in this last decade. Um, and just to comment real quick before we get into the next thing, or Brady has something to, to add on this, I think, um, Demko, you're right. He He's not officially part of this core, but it's very apparent to, to me. It's very apparent to us that the guy has core ability, right? So the fact that we're looking at two goaltenders who could possibly be a, a part of this this core moving into the future, the next three, four, five years, that's really an amazing thing. That's a boon to this this hockey team right now.
2: Yeah, I, I've always been, personally, I've been a big Demko supporter, and it wasn't until, you know, halfway through 2018 I believe and when Markstrom really started stepping up before we really seen Demko yet that you know Markstrom kind of started to take that that starting role for the future kind of a, away from Demko but personally you know he's been he's one of the best goalie prospects in North America when we drafted him and it just needed a little bit of time and and now he's here I I, I honestly think he fits our core and our team he gives our our cup window probably a bigger chance but uh Yes, you know, time will tell. And you know, he's just making a great case right now. And like I said before, if he could win game seven, like who knows? Like this conversation's only gonna get more interesting. So sky's what, the limit.
0: Um we're going to make this a nice fun one tonight. So let's get into Dudes and Guys. Dudes and Guys, brought to you by Players' Choice Sports Cards and Collectibles. They are an Upper Deck Diamond dealer. They are an official online Upper Deck retailer. Um, definitely the place to get all of your sports cards and memorabilia stuff. I know I do. You should too. Guys, we're going to start with guys to start this segment. And Ted, I'm going to give Brady a little bit of time to think about his guy, even though he probably I'm ready.
2: I'm ready. Too bad. Oh. you got to wait. What? Ted, who's your... <laughs> we're gonna let him do we're gonna let him stew. you go ahead you go <laughs> ahead ted he's got his
1: he's got his pre-podcast water he's ready with dudes and guys i don't know what is going on here Jeez. i'm prepared okay. man uh yeah okay so guy for me tyler myers i think this is probably the best game that he's played since he's come back i will give him that uh but i just don't really notice him a whole lot out there um doing things that are that are really positive. I and mean, he's fairly discreet when things aren't going wrong, which is good, um, but he's never going to be uh, the defensive stalwart for this team. Um, and he is actually somebody that can push play a little bit offensively. So if I'm not noticing that, it probably means that we're getting beat up a little bit in our end. So, uh, you know, I don't want to shit all over him because it wasn't a terrible game for Tyler Myers, But but if I'm picking apart somebody in a win, it'll be Tyler Myers on this one.
0: Okay. All right. That's fair.
2: Yeah, I like your pick, Tyler Myers. Um, I got to say, Brown and Sutter. You know, we had we talked about the uh, bottom six stepping up. He's, you know, our highest paid player in the bottom six. And he just, he was invisible again for me tonight. I mean, the one play he had, he had a good pass to Myers, questionably maybe offside. Uh, Myers obviously didn't convert. But, you know, with 31% Corsi and just... Obviously, he's just not doing it. No, he's not getting goals. He's he got an assist tonight. Uh, I'm not sure if it was a secondary assist, but um, yeah, I need, I need to see more from Brown and Sutter in Game Seven. Hmm.
0: That, that's fair. I mean, it is tough. It's definitely tough to pick uh, guys in a, a four nothing shutout win going into Game Seven. Yeah, but, uh, nobody wants to do that. No, but you know we have a job to do. We have to uh, be f- fair and critical on both sides of the puck. So um, my guy. Um, can I pick Louis Erickson? Like, I didn't notice him at all. T- no, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> no, I'm just kidding, everybody. Um, you know what? I, I didn't love Besser's game tonight. I thought uh, it, he kind of maybe fell back into, um, you know, maybe an early part of the series again where, uh, like, he was there. But, again, not noticeable, especially after a game that he had in, um, in game five. I just – for you know, we've talked about it. I I think the world of Brock Besser, and I really hope that uh, maybe he's the hero in uh, in Game Seven because somebody's gonna be a Game Seven hero. Like this is this is what we we live for. I mean, I don't even care who the teams are, but Game Sevens are the absolute best, and then we get three of them in the next two days. So uh-huh. um, yeah, I think there's more for Besser to give, and it's tough to say who's playing with what if any guys are playing with lingering you know even minor injuries, but. Um, I think uh, he's still got that snipe left, and I think there's a few chances tonight where he probably could have been a dude. But, uh, you know, again, it's okay. I'm I'm calling him a guy because I think uh, he's still got something left in the tank that he can become a dude for, who knows, maybe tomorrow night. So that's how she goes. Um, Brady, you you wanted to, to pick the order of guys than dudes, so do you have a
2: dude? I do. I have a dude. Go for um, it, right? And I'm actually going to go with Elias Pedersen. He was uh, held off the score sheet, but he... <laughs> Ryan's he, walking out of
1: there and i so mad about that pick. <laughs> <laughs>
2: he, he was all over the ice in, in great spots. Uh, he was able to get in front of the net for two, two, uh, two screens, two big goals. Um, and he was just a dog on the puck. I mean, what more can you ask for? Maybe a goal, but you know, he was noticeable almost every time he was out there. So Elias Pedersen. Ryan, what about you? Who's your dude?
0: It's a jerk move jerk move you didn't even mention the pick you didn't mention the screen you didn't mention the hit that led to the goal come on man man
2: man! you didn't have your headphones in maybe you should uh maybe you should do a, like a, a double dude for elias peterson why don't you double down no
1: oh, okay right. i like that right. might as well double dude
0: okay so the hit <laughs> the hit alone for me was one of the big plays he's throwing hits out there folks this is to add to Brady and I, I love his pick and I'm mad at him because it's an awesome pick because he wasn't the star of this game. His underlying game was the absolute star. Like I said, the way that he throws that little screen where he comes out of the screen and comes back into it to force that goal. Pedersen easily had one of the better games um, of this series and it, it wasn't even that noticeable, but man, was he looking like he was ready to eat tonight. So Brady, I love that pick. Um, you know what i'm gonna i'm gonna see what's left ted you go next no no take your second guy okay so uh, it, buddy. you know what i jt miller i think for and i, I that might have been your dude ted i'm not sure but yeah uh, it was whatever was it, over it. i mean <laughs> so we all we all hate each other here so i mean I, there's the obvious one but uh JT Miller, I thought, had a really good game. He's just been, he just kind of has this look in his eyes like somebody like pissed in his cornflakes or something the last week or so. And it's just like he's trying to find the guy that did it. And it seems like it's really paying off. Like he's catching pucks. He's in the corner. Um, the goal was great. It's finally nice to see um, something that isn't an assist, which also means we're scoring a goal. But uh, I really did like JT Miller's game tonight. And, uh, you know, I really wonder would the first round pick have made that shot tonight? (laughs) Or uh, is, you know, would it have maybe missed the net? So like, how can you not like JT Miller? on I
2: don't think we'd be in the playoffs if that first, if we had that first round pick,
0: probably not. So would
1: we be in the playoffs if we didn't have the second round pick?
2: (laughs) Maybe. (laughs) JT Miller.
1: Uh... J.T. Miller, good one, man. Yeah, I like that one a lot. He was—you're right. He was Mr. Miller. He was—he was—he uh, was looking like a captain out there, definitely dragging that team, kicking and screaming into the fight. So, uh, big fan of that one. Uh, what's going to be my pick too. So selfish of you. Um, so my steals. pick. Yeah, two steals in a row. That doesn't happen that often. A double steal. Uh, yeah, my pick. Chris Tanev. Yes, uh, I just think yes. he just looks so solid out there. Every yes. time Quinn was wheeling, you know that 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 uh, that the tan man had his back. He was quick, breaking pucks out. He was back in to get pucks uh, that were dumped in on him. Uh, always there first, always making the quick either outlet back up to the board to the winger waiting or rimming it around to the other side or even just a quick switch to to Hughes so uh, very strong in the transition game, equally strong in the defensive game just like he always did uh, and then continue to cycle and transition the puck uh, uh, up ice and when in the offensive zone, keep plays alive, right? I mean, how many times did you see him just break in and get it deep again when it looked like it might have been over? Uh, as a result of that, he ends up with, you know, a quick five block shots just like the tan man always does, uh, but finishing with a plus three in this one too so you know really happy for for Chris Tanev's game uh really happy for Quinn Hughes's game because it seems to complement so well with uh with Chris Tanev
0: honorable mention goes to all the swinging sticks in that game for the Canucks tonight the way they cleared the crease for Demko there was way too many high danger chances there and it was like every possible chance which this is so un of them but they cleared away absolutely everything. They cleared away all the fluke chances where they should have just gone in because the play should have been, you know, should have been done with a goal. And somehow the Canucks continued the play with all their swinging sticks clearing the zone. Massive honorable mention to, uh, you know, to the swinging, the big swinging sticks.
1: Swinging sticks and collapsing to the house.
2: Yeah, I'm gonna take it one step further, too. Uh, further too. <laughs> the king of the dudes. Thatcher Demko, obviously. I can't believe we went around the horn and didn't talk about him. I know we talked about him a lot. I feel
1: like he had his own segments. I think we were probably okay to, to walk on Thatcher. I think for, he's sure, for
2: sure, for yeah. sure. But, I mean, he was absolute dude status. No one would have expected, you know, 91, 91 shots against, 90 saves from Thatcher Demko. That is king of the dudes.
0: So, uh, I th- guys, there is one more game to play. And I think uh, we need to save our best stuff, our absolute best stuff. For potentially a tomorrow night uh, get together, so um, any final words, boys?
1: Yeah, I got a, I got it. I, I'm just how stoked is this that this is not our last podcast of the games being played season. One it's, more
0: game.
2: Yeah, fun. we get one more no matter what.
0: So, yeah, one more game. Can
2: I win close? or lose? We're posting tomorrow night.
0: Can I close out with some uh, wise words from a man we all know and love? Sage advice.
2: Alton John. For all of us here at News Center Four, I'm Ron Burgundy. You stay classy, San Diego. <laughs> and on, and on that
0: note, this is the PP One Podcast, a part of the Dean Blundell Network. Guys, we'll see you tomorrow night, Game Freakin' Seven.
2: Peace out. Much love. Game Seven. Let's go, baby.
0: Don't skip this ad. I saw your finger. You were trying to skip the ad. I didn't want to do this, and now we're stuck in it together. I'm Ryan. I'm the host of The Lens Report. The Lens Report is a snarky, humorous, yet balanced look at the headlines that fill your timeline every day. We're going to get straight to the point without muddying any of the waters. And remember, The Linz Report is not your parents' news commentary. We swear a lot here. Like a whole f-ing lot. So tune in and subscribe on Apple, Spotify, YouTube, and find us at cryermedia.co or wherever
2: you get your fine podcasts. Like they say at the end of all of these ads, it's podcasts. Why are we doing ads? The Podcast Super Friends is a monthly meeting of five podcast producers. Hi, I'm Catherine O'Brien from Branch Out Programs in Baton Rouge, Louisiana.
1: I'm John Gay from Jagged Detroit Podcasts.
0: I'm Matt kundle from the Sound Off Podcast Network. I'm David Yes from Pod 617